step mm-hmm. up to this difficult time and so try to figure out how to do it. Uh, don't be scared to talk with people that that's better than you to maybe be online or what you need. So don't don't be scared about this. See it as a new world or what to say. Now now give some other chances. Now you now you can You are listening to the Startup Playground. Show where I invite entrepreneurs, startup founders and game changers to talk about their success stories, learn from their mistakes and hear about their interesting experiences. Hey everyone, my name is Elvis and I'm the host of the show. And uh, if you've been following me, my social media, then you know that uh, on this episode, I hosted somebody whose business be highly impacted by the current uh, situation that we are living in, which is bar and restaurant industry. His name is Benjamin Diaz Halison, and uh, he's an owner of a company called uh, BarBooking.dk, and he's here to tell us how he have adapted. Uh, to this uh, new way of doing business and uh, as well as how to actually run a bar during pandemic. So let's hear what he has to say and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey Benjamin. Hello, how are you? I'm good. You know, um, I hope that quarantine can soon end. So I even put my shirt on today because, you know, to make it feel like I'm actually... I'm still, I'm still lazy. I'm still going around in a t-shirt. Yeah, but you're a bartender. Maybe, you know, that's kind of like the bartender fashion. Actually, normal, I go around in a shirt. Sometimes I'm pretty stylish. Okay. Before we move into like all these... Uh, entrepreneurial questions tell me first of all and tell also to the listeners and the viewers who are you and uh, what is barbooking.dk yeah my name is Benjamin Um, I'm 26 years old and I have been rolling this company for what two years now around that Uh, it has been living for a while this company actually but I bought it from another guy Uh, I had to get it for other people uh, Mm -hmm. and um, and actually now Barbooking got a sister, and uh, this baby is uh, Firmafest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is more, Barbooking is where we go go to a parties, we go to weddings, companies, Christmas parties and stuff like this. And we make cocktails, we have everything with us. We have a bar, we have ingredients, um, all kind of stuff. Uh, but now because of the corona, we cannot do this. We cannot go out to people. They, they can be around ten people, and so after that, that's uh, so, so. So you've been impacted highly with all this uh, Corona yeah. quarantine and around totally. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we all like when I when I before I kind of moved full time into all this podcasting right now because all this video capturing is also a new chapter to me. I was also working in a hospitality as a as a chef and as a waiter. And you know, all this, like one day you come to work and then somebody says like, okay, so we are closing down. Yeah. 
Actually, normal I'm sailing with a ship as well, and so I have this by my side, this company. And I was on mm. the ship list when all this did happen, and we was like two days before it was like, mm, maybe you cannot go home. And so, but we got home. But some people was catch on the ship. So yeah, I mean, we have to we have to somehow adapt, and that's why I also brought you because there are a lot of people in this kind of position, like bar and restaurant owners, who yes. have to adapt to this one. So therefore, all this episode will be about how people like you adapt to this kind of uh, isolation, quarantine, and uh, all this new type of uh, living that we live in and we never know when it's gonna go back. It's a little bit different from bar to catering. Uh, because of catering, we had to like make everything online. So we mm -hmm. have been making some tastings online and that was uh, the reason for it make this other side, uh, Firma Fest. Uh, where we could put all these things like gin tastings and uh, cocktail workshops uh, and so we're gonna send these these uh, gin kits or beer kits out so they can have like a like a tasting in the living room uh, mm -hmm. and but I think for a bar it's a little bit different because of they did uh, I did see some cocktail bars that try to make a takeaway and so people mm -hmm. could order, order some cocktails and they would deliver mm -hmm. it uh, okay. They got, uh, pretty good for restaurants. It seems like with this uh, takeaway, still it's not as it normal have been, but still is. Okay. Uh, maybe you can also tell me why you chose to kind of do all this kind of entrepreneurship. Like uh, I kind of consider your business as type of entrepreneurship because you are doing catering and now you're also adapting to this. So maybe you can explain me why entrepreneurship exactly. Uh, I just, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, I have this feeling is I want to like make my own own stuff and I want to be be like the leader of, of this mm -hmm. thing. Still, I'm mm -hmm. not totally 100% the leader because I have my, my partners in the business. Uh, mm -hmm. But when you work on a workplace, you, know, you have to follow orders and that can be fun as well. It can be very nice to just relax and think so much and uh, but I like mm -hmm. this thing when when you have a business, you there's nobody that come they're gonna come with a to do list to you and say you have to fix mm -hmm. this. You have to make mm -hmm. your own to do list, and, and it's nice to keep yourself in the ass sometimes and to see you getting better, you know. And yeah, I mean all all this entrepreneurship. I also agree with you that it's kind of growth. We are growing with every every challenge and every obstacle that we are facing during all this journey. Yes. And you can see that on Corona as well because of people is, uh, is getting better to a lot of stuff. Like yeah, I mean, Anna, we, was, we did sucks to online stuff and Zoom and all this, but we, we're beginning to learn now and we got a little bit better, especially with partner mm. business. So, yeah. And uh, since we already start talking about the bar booking, maybe you could tell me how you are delivering services without actually being there because I think that as I read uh, of your description of barbooking.dk it was written that you are like a remote bar that goes to people and you know do all this uh, bar setups but how you're yeah, doing how are you doing business without actually you know being there yeah the service did change totally so uh, now we is uh, first we did start with 
all the private people uh, mm -hmm. they could order this uh, gin box where there was some tonic as well uh, and so mm -hmm. we were sending out these uh, boxes for a lot of people and there was a lot of work in this and we did learn after this tasting that this was not, not how we should do it it was a very nice tasting but there was so much work there but the tasting itself was very good we did send live from Belgium where Sakit Boost uh, the owner mm -hmm. of the distillery was talking mm -hmm. and we had like a specialist in gin with us so mm -hmm. the tasting was good but the work before was a lot so we now we begin to make this Friday bar instead of and now we are some focus on uh, the companies because of it and so to the Friday bar we're putting some beers in a box and we have this beer box and we have a specialist in beer and we're gonna go to a brewery as well yeah, and sending life from there so mm -hmm. but when, when you have like when you make this gin kits so you have to pour the gin into these small bottles and that, that's a lot of work you have to send to maybe 100 people now we just send it to the company and they and they mm -hmm. get it and so they just have to give it to the workers and so it's mm -hmm. that's it's a lot easier so basically there is a way how to deliver services during all this quarantine yes that is uh, for us that's uh, but it's not the money is not the same still but uh, this is a good way to brand the business as well i think so because of people people uh, need some company they're not just mm -hmm. only the sister or husband or boyfriend and they mm -hmm. miss the, the people from work i think so the people from school or so. yeah I, th I think a lot of a lot of things have changed you know with all this social distancing you know personally me i miss going to my favorite bar having a drink you know having a beer a chat maybe to find out new people talk to like what i like about denmark is about the bodegas bodegas is really like yeah people yeah. say this for like for older generation and maybe like that but it's like but it's interesting to yeah but everybody's there and it's cheap beer and it's nice company like maybe yeah somewhere they smoke cigarettes inside okay maybe it's not for all people but it's interesting to go and socialize and then you can know more about you know the danish culture in, in yeah, a way exactly. yeah. but i have something could happen with this uh quarantine because i've been mm -hmm. uh, i've only been been together with my two brothers and my my mom and dad and uh, my mom's boyfriend and my sister mm -hmm. But I, I'm feeling this as a family. We did come a lot. We did come together a lot better than mm -hmm. normal. My family have always been like really good. But me and my three two brothers, we have been we did grow in this uh, Corona time. Okay, okay. So something good also comes out of all this, right? Yeah. So something good can. Could you maybe tell me how are you marketing yourself during this um, Corona? to kind of maintain the visibility in the market and uh, maybe you can tell me because it's the first time I see something like this like a bar catering are you the only ones in Denmark who does this kind of uh, services? No, there actually there's uh, some other guys as well I know there's a big company in uh, Aarhus uh, in Copenhagen they, they mm -hmm. have a few here yeah. um, mm -hmm. but still there's it's uh, mostly in Copenhagen and Aarhus. This is a big thing. 
but okay. but they the Danes begin to learn about this now, and they want to have it because of they want to have a wedding with a bartender. Mm-hmm. As well, they see. I'm from the top of Jutland, and everybody is drinking beers here. And when we have a party, there's just some boxes of beers over in the corner. But I see when I go out with the bar, they is like they're really enjoying it, bringing people together. So it's when people know what the service is about, and they see it in action, they actually really, really uh, getting surprised about how good it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. As well. Interesting, interesting. I have to like kind of check it up a little bit more about it. And uh, do you know how how your competitors are competitors are doing all in all this situation? Uh, I I think they is uh, crying a little bit as well. So, <laughs> but uh, I think they try to work it out. Mm-hmm. I think they do a little bit the same. Some of them. Uh, I did not mm-hmm. see so many of them do do tastings online. Uh, mm-hmm. But I did see that it do some takeaway, and I, I actually I don't really understand it because I cannot imagine that is there's so many people that are gonna order a cocktail to the door. Mm. No, I mean it's easier to go to the shop and and, and check up online, you know, how to make this kind of thing. Okay, maybe they don't have exact tools like mixers and all the spoons and all the equipment needed for bartending, mm-hmm. but you know, in the end, you know, it's the same. Kinda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I see some of them that make these cocktail boxes where they have like uh, a bottle of gin maybe and so some mm-hmm. sugar syrup and uh, mm-hmm. and so they could mix it together and that would be delivered to the door. But you are not doing this kind of service. I mean, you're not like no, no okay. actually not. Um, and one of the reasons is we don't have a kitchen that is. Uh, you mm-hmm. need to have a kitchen, and the kitchen needs to be checked, and so mm-hmm. to get a wee from yeah, I don't know who that is checking it, but and we don't have that, so that is one of the reasons. Um, okay. Still, okay. I think I think the work for this is uh, too much. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to make the tasting. It's more exclusive, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I know there's a lot of it's easier to brand as well, I think. So Okay. Have you have you have you invested more resources into marketing due to all this corona and being everything online? No, actually not. I did I did uh, use a lot of time instead of but actually we did turn turn the money a little bit down because of normally we use some money on Google AdWords uh, and we did mm-hmm. uh, we did almost put it in zero actually. And so instead mm-hmm. of was just working, I've been calling around to the newspapers, uh, to a journalist I know, and um, doing a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, not only this podcast, but also uh, one, another one. Um, mm-hmm. and we have been using Facebook a lot and using Link, LinkedIn and uh, Instagram as well, uh, because mm-hmm. people are online right now. So it's that's one of the good things. It's easier to to get in touch with people now online than it was before because everybody is online. Yeah, I mean, everybody anyways uh, online. Yeah, that's true, that's true. You told a little uh, a little bit about how you had to adapt and what changes you had to make uh, to adapt to this kind of situation. Is there any other um, changes you had to do in your organi- organ- organizing structure of you know delivering services? 
You mentioned about this bottling, this uh, sending out small bottles to the people, but then you realize that it's not working out as expected. Is there any other changes you had to do? Yeah, you know, we, we're trying a lot, and that was in the start was a little bit scary to begin to do these tastings because we did not know if anybody wanted to have them. But, but now it's mm-hmm. actually beginning to, it's selling, so it's uh, people want to do this. But yeah, we work, they changed totally because of normal, uh, a normal work day for us is uh, we go uh, to our uh, storeroom, and so we're gonna, and so we have the rent a car as well, and we just putting the stuff to the car. And giving the cars to the bartenders, the bartenders that drive to the party, and they mm-hmm. do the, the things. Uh, now, okay. now our work day is to brand a lot of uh, these tastings via social medias, and mm-hmm. so before the party, like a week before, we is going to the storeroom, and so we're gonna make uh, these boxes and we're gonna send it. So there's actually there's not so many things we need to pay for because normally we have to pay for the bartender's payment and uh, mm-hmm. renting a car and all this. Mm-hmm. There is some work that it go away, but still there's a lot of work in front of a computer and still. So work-wise, it did change a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, another question that I want to ask uh, is about suppliers uh, and um, specifically how uh, this situation have uh, impacted the relationship with your supplier. Are you highly dependent on your suppliers? And uh, who is who is supplying you with all these uh, drinks to make all these cocktails? You know, we as following the company and we got in touch with the Cywine. Cywine is a wine uh, company. Mm-hmm. They are not making wine, but they are selling wine. They are selling gin as well. We are together with them now trying to uh, figure out something together. And uh, that, that's helping a little bit because of it's... Uh, they, they, of course, they have a hard time as well doing all this. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. good to to find a good friend. Okay. Okay. Another another question that I want to ask, and it's like it's another day. I did a research on how actually all this um, Corona and COVID nineteen have impacted uh, all this restaurant and uh, bar industry, uh, and therefore. I had a question like, can bars and restaurants go back to normal after end of uh, COVID-19? And yeah, I mean, it's hard to define what is normal. But I think think the next five years, maybe 10 years, it it will be Mm -hmm. a little bit changed. Mm -hmm. I think as well, it's a good thing because if I think, if you're thinking about cleaning, I believe this is gonna Mm -hmm. make a big difference. Denmark is a pretty clean country, so yeah. Big, in the rest of the world, it can make a big difference as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. But I yeah. Think, yeah, in the next five, ten years, it's not gonna be totally normal. I think the next five years, there may maybe mm-hmm. have to be some meters between the tables. There gonna be a lot of uh, a cleaning for the hands in the restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. the number, of, the number of. Uh, Guests have to be lower than not usual. I think gonna make it different here, but yeah, I think we're gonna go back in maybe twenty years. So gonna be a little bit more normal. So it's gonna be, take a huge amount of years to kind of go back to where we actually were. Okay. Yeah. And as well, maybe it's gonna come back. You don't know. Maybe they never gonna find a cure. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's uncertain. We live in kind of like huge uncertainty of what's actually going to happen. Yeah, that's true. I know that your business is not like actual physical bar, but it's more like a service. But, yeah. but, still, but still, you know, I kind of think that all this bar and restaurant industries, even though delivering services and uh, being an actual physical bar is kind of connected, right? So, and, and, as the, and as the topic of this uh, whole episode is how to run a bar during a pandemic, I had a question like, is it possible to run a bar without actually losing your position in the market? Do you think that, is it possible to actually, you know, after the corona ends, let's say maybe in 2021, we're going to go back to actually being able to do again socializing uh is it possible to maintain your position in the market without you know losing it uh, yeah I've, I've, i'm happy i don't have a bar right now because of it's definitely a, a mm-hmm. hard time for them uh, because of they my house rent is very high in Copenhagen. i know it can mm-hmm. be some place even almost 100,000. so it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of money that's going away Luckily, Denmark uh, did have a lot of money to help people uh, in mm-hmm. this situation. But uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week because the Prime Minister gonna gonna tell what they're gonna happen when we're beginning to open Denmark a little bit again. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I don't think it's gonna go so fast with the bars because of normally if you go to a bar, it's uh, there's people everywhere. So and that cannot happen. Not this year, I don't think so. Okay. I think they can open a little bit. And like these bodegas we, we were talking about before, maybe mm-hmm. they can have like uh, maybe 50 people inside or something instead of having 100 as usual. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of questions. And of course, we could continue talking and talking and understanding the, the, the impact that Corona have caused to all this industry. but. As you are an entrepreneur, uh, I would love to maybe you suggesting because this show is also, we, we kind of like to share each other's um, opinions and uh, learnings and um, how to uh, ease, uh, easier to get, o- get over a lot of challenges and obstacles that a lot of entrepreneurs are facing. So therefore, the question for you as an entrepreneur is that what uh, maybe maybe you could suggest some key activities that uh, that would help other entrepreneurs uh, to achieve their goals. Yes, uh, you know, as I've seen uh, people that have a company that is like just they they, they get this uh, crisis in the corona and they just lie down and they is like crying about it and stuff. And I think that is wrong. Uh, step mm-hmm. up to this uh, difficult time and so try to figure out how to do it. Uh, don't be scared to talk with people that that's better than you to, to mm-hmm. maybe be online or what you need. Uh, so so don't don't be scared about this. See it as a new new world or what to say. Uh, now now give some other chances. Now now you can. Maybe maybe you was working with something where online is maybe difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but still try to try to be positive about it and try to but just work out. It's uh, the only way out of this this hard work. And so remember to ask people about help as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I also agree with you that you know we have to ask if we don't know something. And also a lot of previous guests on this show have so, said the same that you have to know to ask and you know need to ask if you don't know something because I mean you're not. Uh, Google, you don't know everything, yeah. so yeah, exactly. that's yeah, true. Don't be too proud. Just no, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, as the last thing, uh, maybe you could tell all the listeners and um, viewers how people can basically find you, because you said that you have invested the time into marketing and social media. So would you share some of the links where? we could uh, find you and maybe have the service. Well, I'm on, uh, if you want to talk with me personally, you can go to Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and Instagram as well. Uh, my name is uh, on all three. It's Benjamin D. Heilison. And uh, if you want to send me a mail, you can do it as well. Ben Benjamin Snavely uh, and so bar booking. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to look which service we have, of course, you can go to barbooking.dk and you can go to humanfest.net uh, uh, as well. But everybody can contact me if they want to. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, do you also do kind of um, demonstrational videos like these, like you did just now in U- YouTube? Actually, we have this account on YouTube. This is not bar booking videos, but the, the company's name is I Love Cocktail, and I Love Cocktails is my partner's own company, mm-hmm. uh, and they're making these videos, and they, it's almost reusing them um, as well, because of the, this is, it's so close to each other, it's almost the same company, uh, mm-hmm. that's the reason why. So it's like a sister company? Yeah, almost, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, we do that, uh, and there they is, uh, I'm not uh, I'm not in the video by myself, but uh, my friend Leo, uh, that is my partner in the company, he's, uh, the idea of this video is he is in a video and he is a professional bartender and he tried to teach an unprofessional uh, private person actually uh, how to do this. So we have two guests uh, that is coming back again and again, uh, mm-hmm. session, uh, that is like a model slash blogger, uh, mm-hmm. and so we got Katrine, uh, that's a very sweet student from uh, Copenhagen. Okay, so so th- things are happening, and you are adapting to all this uh, Corona, and uh, still being present while you are not able to deliver actually service. Yes, very nice. I really enjoyed talk with you, Benjamin, and uh, I w- I'm fun. looking forward to tasting that cocktail one day in person. Yeah. You have to come and visit me when all this is over. Yes, I, I will definitely have that in, in mind and in plan because, you know, I hope this is going get, to get soon over and we can be able to meet again people in person because right now it's all uncertain when and how and how it's going to happen. Exactly. And 
hope that you also enjoy talking to me. It was a lot of fun. I really liked it. And uh, thanks for thanks for reaching out to me. I hope that uh, I, I hope that you know a lot of people in the same position in bars and restaurants and generally in hospitality uh, and service industries uh, will take your tips and uh, and how to adapt to this kind of situation. Yes. And uh, I will say goodbye to you today. Yeah. Hope to see you soon. Thank you, Benjamin. And uh, bye bye now. Bye bye.